The following podcast is brought to you by Radio Southland and New Zealand On Air. Radio Southland is a community access media station based in Invercargill, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website, radiosouthland.org.nz, for our contact details. Guess what? You're listening to Grinding Gears with Pete and Aaron. Right here on Radio South and 96.4 and Coast Access Radio Capity. Also on iTunes, Spotify, or you can stream us on accessmedia.nz. And check out our Facebook page. Just search Grinding Gears. This week here we've got Ford and Rivian, why the Japs are teaming up, Aussie Hydrogen, and of course Tesla Time. But first up as always... We got a song. I walk around this town as buildings close and windows are boarding. I think about you. When I hear a door slam in the wind and the glass on the neck says welcome. I think about you, you, you. Sitting inside my head laughing at what I said. Uh, come on baby, let's
Hey, it's Pete. And Aaron. Right here, right now on Grinding Gears. Radio South on 96.4 and Coast Access FM in Carpety. Kicking off this week, Ford and Rivian uh, no longer plan to develop uh, co-develop an electric vehicle, as the company's confirmed on Friday. Yeah, this is after the two companies initially announced development of a joint vehicle when the automaker invested $500 million in Rivian in uh, 2019. So Ford retains a 12% stake in Rivian, which at the company's IPO last week reached a value of more than $10 billion. Pretty good man, bang for your buck there. The initial joint development of the vehicle was canned, though. Then after they said it would be uh, for Ford's luxury Lincoln brand, they cancelled those plans last year. Ford at the time said the automakers would still seek at other opportunities to collaborate with each other, though. Yeah, uh, those plans also have now been scrapped, according to a Ford spokesman, Ian, I'm going to probably pronounce his last name wrong, but Theo... Thebio... Thebodio? Thebio, dear. I don't know. Ian, Ian, the man from Ford, said, the company retains its ties with Rivian, including a 12% stake... At the start-up, he stated in an email... We respect Rivian and have had ex- extensive exploratory discussions with them. However, both sides have not agreed to pursue any kind of joint vehicle development or platform sharing. Yeah, Rivian, which has a far greater market value now than Ford, on Friday confirmed termination of the plans. Now, he said in an email statement, as Ford has scaled its, down, you know, as Ford has scaled its own EV strategy and demand for Rivian vehicles has grown, we've mutually decided to focus on our own projects and deliveries. Our relationship with Ford is an important part of our journey, and Ford remains an investor and an ally on our shared path to an electrified future. Yeah, shares of Rivian were down about 2% during post-market trading after closing at $128.60, a share up by 3.7%. Ford's stock was unchanged from its closing price at $19.39 a share, down by less than 1%. Ford's CEO, Jim Farley, that's an easier name to pronounce, yep. reference the automaker's growing confidence to win the electric space as reasoning uh, to end the collaboration. You reckoned when you compare today with when they originally made that investment, so much has changed about their ability, about the brand's direction in both cases, and now it's uh, more certain what needs to be done. They want to invest in Rivian as they love the future as a company, but at this point, they just don't want to develop their own vehicles. Yeah, Farley, who became CEO in October 2020, inherited the Rivian investment and jointly developed vehicle from his predecessor, Jim Hackett. However, Ford, under Farley, purchased $415 million in convertible notes in July from Rivian that became common stock in June 2022. Uh, a wholly owned subsidiary of Ford called Troy Design and Manufacturing also has a contract to supply parts for Rivian's R1 vehicle program, according to public documents. Now, over to the other side of the world, and five Japanese manufacturers have joined forces to save the com- internal combustion engine nicknamed Team Japan. The companies are looking to develop carbon neutral fuels for combustion engines. Yeah, as many governments urge closer to banning the sale of new petrol and diesel-powered cars, uh, five jet manufacturers have banded together in an attempt to keep the internal combustion engine alive. Subaru and Mazda rallied behind Toyota in the initiative, also joined by motorcycle companies Kawasaki and Yamaha. 
and this is in the pursuit of developing carbon-neutral fuels. Yeah, the three car makers will participate in motorsport using biodiesel, biomass-derived synthetic fuel, while Toyota and Yamaha will compete in the Super... It's another one. Taikyu. Taikyu race and using hydrogen fuel. Uh, While most hydrogen vehicles operate like an electric vehicle, using a fuel cell to generate electricity, the two firms will actually use hydrogen to directly power internal combustion engines. Toyota has uh, previously shown off its hydrogen-powered Corolla, which uses hydrogen created from brown coal at Gippsland's Loy Yang Mine in Victoria, Australia's Victoria Southeast. Yeah, now to broaden this, uh, Victoria's Gippsland region is set to become a hydrogen vehicle hub. Yeehaw! Mm. Uh, the area in Victoria's southeast is set to transform from brown coal to hydrogen as a new agreement sees Gippsland transform into the country centre for hydrogen technology. H2X Global, the Aussie company transforming Ford Rangers into hydrogen-powered utes, has partnered with the Gippsland Circular Economy Precinct to lead the development of hydrogen fuel cells, electrolyzers, and power generators. The announcement also outlines their plans to manufacture hydrogen-powered vehicles in the Victorian region. Yeah, H2X, global founder and CEO Brendan Norman, reckons this is a great opportunity for Gippsland to engage with hydrogen technology and provide new enterprises, new jobs and training and support. He said they aim to assist in establishing Gippsland as one of the preeminent location of green hydrogen. They are now investigating a number of manufacturing options, including fuel cell production and, yeah, maybe some vehicles. Yeah, the Gibson Circular Economy Precinct, the GCEP, is a consortium of business seeking to bring jobs from the renewable energy sector to the area as it begins the transition away from brown coal power generation. The agreement follows the announcement of a trial program in March in which the Loy Yang Mine uh, will produce uh, coal-generated hydrogen for export to Japan. A carbon capture program run by the Victorian government is actually said to store the CO2 from it underground. Yeah, the pilot program was used, uh, will use 150 tonnes of brown coal to produce three tonnes of hydrogen gas, some of which has been used to fuel the aforementioned hydrogen-powered Toyota Corolla racing car in the 2021 Super Taiku series in Japan. Unlike hydrogen cell vehicles, which basically convert hydrogen into energy to power electric motors, the Corolla actually uses a 1.6-litre turbocharged three-cylinder engine that burns hydrogen rather than petrol and produces almost zero tailpipe emissions. Uh, Yeah, H2X will use hydrogen fuel cells to power its three Ford Ranger-based models with plans to manufacture the majority of the vehicles in Australia. In June 2020, the company announced ambitious plans to build up to 20,000 hydrogen-powered vehicles in Port Campbell, New South Wales, by 2025. Norman reckoned at the time, with the development of many green projects in Australia at the moment, they have a unique opportunity to bring a significant manufacturing operation back to the country. Yeah, right on. Uh, Especially with the death of the Commodore and Falcon. Well, it's good on you, mates. It's time for a tune, and then uh, we'll be back.
We're still here, and hopefully so are you. This is Grinding Gears with Pete. And Aaron. Coming to you from Radio South and 96.4 and Coast Access Radio Capity. And going back to EVs and more supply problems could kill any prospect of any affordable ones. Well, unless you get them from China. Yeah. Every major manufacturer in the process of electrifying their lineups as new emissions regulations draw nearer. We're constantly hearing reports of how these automakers are planning to become all electric in the future. Kia is the latest to announce such a move, and even London is getting new electric buses to make navigating the city slightly less hazardous on your lungs. However, the disparity between gas-powered car prices and those of EVs are still a major stumbling block to uh, mainstream EV adoption. Various brands have promised to introduce affordable EVs from Mercedes to Tesla... A lot of which is aiming for a 25 grand EV. That'll still be American. That'll still be like 50 grand a year. Yeah. But with lithium in short supply, the affordable EV dream ain't coming anytime soon. Yeah. Daniel Clark, uh, thematic analyst at Global Data, gives a warning on future EV prices. The rising price of lithium demonstrates what many of the industry have warned about for some time, the growing divergence between supply and demand for lithium. Ultimately, this will lead to an increase in the price of EVs as automakers pass the cost on to the consumer. Yeah, China held 80.5 of global lithium-ion battery capacity in 2021. And despite the best efforts of other nations, it is expected to remain dominant position with an estimated 61.4 of the market share. So does that mean uh, affordable EVs are near impossible to achieve? Well, not quite. Clark says the rising lithium costs will reach the EV market between 2022 and 2024. And manufacturers will have to make the choice whether to absorb the cost or pass it on to the customer. Yeah, since this is a very competitive market where automakers have already invested fortunes, the only way forward is through more vigorous competition, and various brands are working to make deals with lithium miners all over the world to guarantee our supply. This sort of competition could have the opposite effect, though. Bring down EV prices eventually, but the bottom line is that, for now, prices are likely to rise. Plus, the ongoing semiconductor chip shortage has highlighted the greed of some manufacturers, so don't expect to see an ultra-affordable EV anytime soon. Uh, then there's the magnesium shortages in Europe. We mentioned it the other week. Uh, so if you want something cheap, you'll have to make do with the Nissan Leaf for now. That said, once more lithium mines are, are operational, these are reportedly taking up to several years to build, we can see the prices come back down. And if Tesla somehow manages to bring us a $25,000 electric vehicle next year, everyone else will be forced to find other ways of dropping prices but don't hold your breath. Speaking of Tesla, some app outages uh, have seen customers around, customers around the globe locked out of their vehicles. Captain Elon has apologised on Twitter after hundreds of car owners are locked out of the vehicles due to the outage of the manufacturer's app. A number of Tesla drivers around the world complained on social media on Friday that they were una- unable to use their cars with their phone apps and had to rely on key cards if they happened to be carrying them. Eventually, Mr. Musk late on Friday that server issues, which had caused the problem with the app, have been resolved. Yeah, he actually responded directly to a South Korean driver who reportedly received a message about a server error while attempting to connect with his Tesla Model 3 via the app on his phone. 
Functionality should be coming back online now. Looks like we may have accidentally increased the verbosity of network traffic, Musk tweeted. Apologies, we will take F- uh, measures to ensure this doesn't happen again. Uh, but drivers had already posted a multitude of complaints online, such as one who tweeted, I'm stuck an hour away from home because I normally use my phone to start my car. Another wrote, thousands of Tesla owners are locked out of the vehicles because Tesla service went down over two hours ago. They said we'd be helping the environment by owning an electric vehicle, but walking isn't what I had in mind. Maybe they should keep that keycard in their wallet or something, although having one is probably an extra cost there. Yeah, the problem does uh, seem to be widespread. A tweet servicing countries such as the US, Canada, Denmark and Germany. They didn't say anything about New Zealand, but if anybody's uh, you know listening is it a problem with their Tesla and not being able to get into it, well, drop us a comment on Facebook, actually. And well, that's us for another week. So, uh, farewell. Uh, Don't be a dick and make it click.
preceding podcast was brought to you by Radio Southland with the support of New Zealand On Air. Their funding of accessmedia.nz makes these podcasts available. To find similar programs by other stations involved, go online to accessmedia.nz. 